Welcome to the Willard Library Unbound podcast, a peek behind the scenes at Willard Library. We want you to know that Willard is so much more than books. In each episode, we'll share some of the lesser-known services available to everyone lucky enough to call Willard their library. I'm Amy, part of Willard's reference staff, and let me introduce Alicia, a Willard Youth Services Librarian. We both want to thank you for spending time with us today. So Alicia, what are we doing on this episode? Today, we are going to have a quick check-in with the two of us. Um, and then, as always, we have some more library news. We are um, going to be talking to Mac again today about the future of libraries and where he sees libraries going. And then we have some more corrections and feedback. And I think we have another um, listener voicemail to listen to. Sounds good. All right, we'll get to that in just a moment. So, Amy, how's your week been going? Ah, yes. How's my week? Well, um, where should I start? (laughs) (laughs) I think um, at the beginning of this, we uh, I was talking about how I. Uh, it's tailor-made for me, this, this situation, how yes. um, I'm an introvert, blah, blah, blah. Well, I, <laughs> the other night, we were having dinner, and after dinner, well, we've been all been showing each other these memes and things, especially my kids. And so many times my son will show me something on his phone, and we're talking like, what, three inches across top, not even? You know, right, I, right. I need reading glasses. I just do. It's the way it goes, you know, and I can't. <laughs> I, I don't get half of the things because I can't read the darn things or I can maybe read a little of it. I can't see the picture or whatever. And he got like frustrated with me and I just lost it. I was like, how, how can you be so mean? <laughs> like, oh no. <laughs> I was like, you just wait till you're old. You know? And, and I was like, so, and then I got away from that. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, I just made a big deal out of nothing. I, <laughs> I was like, this is really getting to me, isn't it? This must be, you just hit your point. Home. Yeah, yeah, so silly, but no, it's okay. Um, I think we've all had those moments. Yes, and just to recognize them, I think. Yeah. um, So I can talk about more of what I I did, but what have you been doing? Um, I went down a really weird cleaning video rabbit hole. Cleaning videos? (laughs) Yeah, I don't know why. There's this Instagram account that someone... uh, recommended to me and it's this it's it's called go clean go and it's this cleaning company in alberta canada and she has all of these videos on her instagram like how to clean things like deep clean things oh boy and i just i know i just sat and watched those for like an hour and then i was like i have to clean everything so i started (laughs) cleaning this weekend you didn't get cleaning out of your system just by watching the videos. No, I had, to st- I had to actually start cleaning because it's just so satisfying. It's like, you know, it's like painting, which I also enjoy because there's a before and an after and you can see your yeah. like, hard work, you know? Yep. It's like a tangible, physical thing you can see. And I like that. And so, a really dirty rug. Yeah, well, my rug wasn't that dirty, but I did scrub the bathroom. and So you got it out of your system then? Or at least no. like the deep, no, it's still there? Okay. Yeah, I've, I started, but I, I feel like I have more to do. Would, you, would, you, would it be fair to say you're going into sort of a homemaking uh, phase for a sec here? I guess so, yeah. What do they call that, nesting? Nesting, exactly. I guess. Like, I'm going to be in this nest for... Who knows how long, so. Yeah, it, it, you sit in it for so long, it's kind of hard to ignore after a while. Yep. Yeah, you see all the flaws. And I just like to be busy. Mm-hmm. And, you know, working from home is not like working from the library where we're kind of, I'm kind of just in front of a computer for right. most of the time. And so I, when I'm done, I just want to be up and doing things, and especially when it's been bad weather outside lately. Like, I have to do something. So yeah. I guess cleaning is my new thing i don't know it's weird (laughs) wow i watched i know sitting in front of a computer sitting in front of my 
tablet, whatever. I, I wanted to see Beverly Jenkins um, Facebook Live, and so I did. Yeah. I saw that you joined, too, and a couple other people. I did. Yeah. And I also, I did read the book, and I really, oh, the one that I read, um, I kind of veered away from the, the romance, romance ones, you know, like the, the yeah. cover with the bodice refers or whatever. Yep, <laughs> but, yep. Um, just, I don't know, why. I could have read, read one of those. There's no reason why not to. But um, I read the, the Blessings, uh, the first one. It's called Bring on the Blessings. Okay. And yeah. It's so good. And it wasn't what I was expecting at all because of what I thought that. Um, yeah. Well, first of all, it's set in modern times. And so the other. It's not one of her historical. It isn't, but she does bring history into it. So it's kind of true to her writing in that way. So yeah. Nice. But it also felt like a really good time to read something about blessings, you know. Yeah. <laughs> what's been going on and the stress. Yeah. And, you know. So it just appealed and it was good. Um, yeah, she's a really good writer. Mm-hmm. So what she's is, won what a else? lot of awards. Yeah. <laughs> Well, and, and she's from Michigan. I didn't know that until I um, got on the Facebook thing, and I was actually like, I'm listening to this. I'm like, let me Google her and see where she's from, because it sounds yeah. kind of Michigan-y. The, the Detroit area, right? Yeah, that's what I, yeah, I saw that. Yeah. That's pretty cool. That's um, very cool. And they, some of the people were asking things about um, making that series into a movie or a series. And oh. Like, yes, please do, because I would love to see that. That would be cool. And now I'm like, okay, I want to read the other books, but I want to read these other things too. So I'm really stuck, you know, like, oh, I'm not a fast reader either. That's my problem. Oh, yeah. See, my problem is once I start something, I have a really hard time putting it down until I finish it. Yeah. So I've been up a lot of late nights finishing Uh books. And then you wake up, you're like, oh, why did I do that? Yeah. And once I start it, I'm like, I can't sleep until I know what happens. (laughs) (laughs) My problem is I'm laying in bed and I'm like... I can't stay awake through this passage. I've got to. I've had those days too. Face. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I've done that so many times because I read with my iPad in bed because you don't have to have a light and I'll start falling asleep and it'll just whack me in the face. It's not pleasant. <laughs> it hurts. Yeah. Yeah. And then the next day I'm like, why does my nose hurt? Oh yeah. I hit myself in the face with an iPad. Right. Like why is there a nose print on my iPad? That's why. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. I'm glad I'm not the only one who does that. Oh, no. No, no, no. Oh. No. I can't. Like, I used to be able to uh, read into the night and stay up, but I can't do it anymore. I don't It's like my body's saying, Amy, cut it out. You've got to go to sleep. <laughs> anyway. So that's, yeah. So maybe we'll be looking forward to seeing a movie or a series of that pretty soon. We'll see. That would be very cool. Yeah. Someone buy it. Buy it, somebody. Right. Yeah. Netflix. <laughs> We know you're oh, listening. That's right. You're right. That's what you're listening. <laughs> anyway. All right. Um, okay. So I said that about that, but I wanted to know about your, I know you found something on Hoopla. You always do. Let's see. Let's hear it. Okay. So one of my favorite movies is on Hoopla and I didn't realize it. It is, do you know, have you seen um, Thor Ragnarok? Yeah. Okay, so the director of that movie, Taika Waititi, is one of my favorite directors. And before he did that like big mainstream movie, he did several little indie movies. Most of them he shot um, in New Zealand, which is where he's from. Oh. And he, um, one of his first, well, there's two on there that I love, but my very favorite is called Hunt for the Wilder People. Wait, wait, say it and again because it... Didn't hear it again. Yeah. It's Hunt, hunt for, the- for the Wilder People, W-I-L-D-E-R-P-E-O-P-L-E. And it's like, there's a reason for that. It has to do with this wildebeest and this kid. But uh. it is one of my very favorite movies. It is about this kid who is in the foster care system. And he goes to live with this woman and her husband. Um, And she is just like the most nurturing, loving woman. And her husband is this grumpy old man and has no interest in like being this kid's foster dad or anything. But um, very early in the movie, so it's not really a spoiler, she passes away. Oh, great. 
And I know. And I know. And so they they are going to take him back and put him back in the system. And he doesn't want to go back in the system. So he like takes off in the middle of the night into the New Zealand bush. And um, the husband is like this kind of like backwoods, like he likes to just be out hunting and in nature and he doesn't like people. So he's also out there because, you know, he's dealing with the death of his wife and he finds the kid and then they kind of like go on the run together. (laughs) Um, Because he doesn't, but it is one of the funniest movies (laughs) I have ever seen. Like this kid is so funny and he's from like this big city and so he has no idea what he's doing out in the wilderness and the two of them are just like oil and water but they reluctantly like care about each other and just the two of them going on this ridiculous adventure and it's the funny things that come out of this kid's mouth it's so funny it's so like unexpectedly sweet um but it just it makes me laugh so hard my husband and I have watched it probably five times now. It's okay. like one of our like feel-good movies. But he has a dog, and he named it... I think he named his dog Tupac. Oh, <laughs> the kid did? Yes. So he came with this dog, too? No, it or? was his oh. birthday present. He got oh. a dog for his birthday because she, uh, the mom was kind of trying to keep him from running away. He yeah. would, like, run away every night but not very far. <laughs> it's just, it's such a sweet movie and it's, it's very, very funny. Oh, and it's got some people you'll recognize in it. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, I'm gonna, no. Okay, I'm going to look for it. But also, that, that's funny that that's the movie because the, um, and I forgot to talk about the, what the, movie, the book is about that I was reading. Um, yeah. But it's, um, have you read it? The, what is it called? The Blessings. Um, no, I haven't read. I haven't read that series. Bring on the blessings. Okay. Yeah. So this lady um, is recently, I guess, recently divorced. Maybe not recently. Anyway, she she got divorced and she cleaned her husband's clock because he was cheating on her. And oh. So she's thinking rich, and yeah. she wants to do good with her money, um, and so she kind of like puts it out there, like, hey. God or whoever, the universe, whatever you want to believe in, she's like, tell me what I can, how I can give back, you know, that kind of thing. What can yeah. I do with this money? And so she buys this town. It's um, the name oh, of the wow. town. Yeah, she buys this whole town. It's tiny. And, it's, and the, the history comes in because this town is um, one of the first settlements of um, freed black slaves. Oh, wow. Yeah, and it's in Kansas. And so, okay. yeah, so she gets an idea because she sees this other town has been set up as a, like a foster home central sort of thing, like a hub of foster homes. And yeah. yeah so she um, decides that she's going to take these, she used to be a social worker. So she brings these foster kids into this town um, to be taken care of by the people that live there and bring in a couple of families also that, are interested in fostering but that's what it's about and um, oh my goodness it sounds like yeah. it'll make me cry oh i was crying a lot during the beginning yeah. For sure. yeah yeah oh it sounds good i'm gonna have to check it out but what are the odds we're both like foster kid things i know what see <laughs> check anyway. them both out yes yes bring on the blessings well now that i'm done with it but don't read the second one because i want to check it out so no no i'm just kidding because <laughs> <laughs> i read it on libby so i don't want to erase you <laughs> oh, but you know what? Right now, and I, like I said, I want to read different things. But I'm also reading um, the, um, hold on, I got to go to Libby because I can't remember the name of it. And it's, a, it's not a brand new book because they are actually making a series out of this one. And that's not why I'm reading it, but it's called The Discovery of Witches. Oh, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so Deborah Harkness the yeah. uh, author. And have you that, read it? The f- I've read the first one. Okay. And I think the series has started, hasn't it? It could have. I don't remember um, like, what it's I don't know on. Where. I want to say like Showtime or something. Hang on. Anyways, are you enjoying it? 
Yeah, it's really long, though. So Yeah. Um, I don't know. It, in my... Um, my app, it's probably different. The page numbers are different because I, I'm sure I make the, the, the letters bigger and stuff. But um, this has 1,256 pages. Oh, wow. Yeah. And, it's, that and is most a long of the book. books I've been reading have not been that long. So it's not just because yeah, I'm a reading book. a large font. It's a long book. So I have to try to get through this and read this other one that I've had on hold and now is available. You know, I feel so much pressure, <laughs> but it's good pressure, you know? <laughs> yeah. Anyway. So it looks like the show was on AMC, and oh, okay. it's available on Amazon Prime. Oh, is it so free you have on Amazon, Amazon Prime? Yeah, it's, it looks like if you have Amazon Prime, you can watch the first season. Mm-hmm. So that's what we've been doing. Let's check in with what the library has been doing this week. So let's get into a little bit of library news. I know, um, as probably most people listening know by now, we are still under a stay-at-home order, and the library is closed until at least April 30th. But in the meantime, there is a, um, a new video that I don't know that everyone has seen on our Facebook page with one of our librarians, Chelsea. Did you watch that video, Amy? Yeah, um, she had a virtual book talk. Um, she talked about three yes. nonfiction books. Um, trying to remember, I know one was poetry. Um, kind of one poetry was for poetry. What? One yeah. was a true crime right. um, book. That was a case. The case of oh man, I can't remember her name. But she was the uh, Elisa Lamb. She was a young woman whose body was found in the um, water tower on top of a hotel. It's a really strange story that, (laughs) um, like, they still don't really know what happened. Oh, wow. So I actually want to check that book out. (laughs) And And then... She made sure they were all on Hoopla, too. I know that. What was the other one? So that you could actually get hold of them. Yes, they're all on Hoopla. Yep, you don't have to wait for them. You can check them out whenever you want. And then maybe they can find out what the third book is by going and checking out the video. What, What do you think? I think that's a great idea. Definitely. (laughs) Check out the video for the third book. Yeah. So it's on um, Willard's uh, feed and and Facebook, I think, for sure, because it was a Facebook Live, perhaps. Yes. Yes, it's a Facebook video. Um, She does mention BC Reads blog, but I know that that's in testing phase right now, so I don't know when you'll actually be able to access that. So don't go looking for it yet. Hopefully soon. I, I'm excited about that. I think it's a really cool idea and another fun way to connect with each other over kind of what we're, what everyone's reading and listening to and watching. Get a chance to talk to them about their books that we don't get to do anymore. I know. I know. I miss that. Yeah. Soon. Soon. We'll be back. Yeah. We'll be back. Yep. Definitely. Um, I know you had some news about story times on Facebook. Yes. So we are scaling back our story times, the story time lives on Facebook. Tanisha will be doing the bedtime stories on Thursdays at seven o'clock now instead of every night. Um, Now that everyone's kind of gotten into this new groove and school is about to start up again, if it hasn't already for some kids, um, we're just scaling those back a little bit. So it's more of a just a once a week thing instead of every night. Yeah. And then Max, um, what's it called? Stories at Sundown, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Stories at Sundown is going to be on Tuesday nights. And that's at 7.30. That's at 7.30, yes. And yours are still going on. Yeah, mine are still, we're almost done with the book, actually. I've got probably about a week left. There's maybe 10 chapters left. So I'm still going every day at noon. And then um, once we're done with this book, I'll be going live once a week at noon. I'm not sure of the day yet. And doing, rather than reading a story, we'll be doing um, like some craft projects and some uh, like science activities. And I'll do some book talks. Um, So just a little bit of everything for that like older elementary um, middle school crowd. 
Yeah, so that should be, be nice fun. because, like you said, they're going to be back in school. They're going to actually – I don't know how yeah. other school districts are doing it, but my kids um, will actually have a schedule, um, yeah. virtual contact with the school. And then, yes. um, you know, that then the kids can maybe do something besides school stuff. That would be nice. Yeah. Yeah, I'm excited about it. It should be it should be fun. A nice little break, something yeah. different. Let the mom, let moms and dads kind of like step back for a second and, you know, just here you go. Yeah, <laughs> they could all use it, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. And then um, the last thing I wanted to make sure we mentioned was, it's just a small thing, but, you know, we have those bonus borrows on Hoopla through April 30th, and yeah. they have added the first Harry Potter book to that. So now you can... Um, borrow the first Harry Potter book and it doesn't count towards your borrows and it's available. Yeah. There's, the and there's quite a few, um, of those bonus borrows. The bonus borrows. Yeah. There's a lot. You know, a lot of them were audio books. Some, um, there are more than books too, though. I think there are other, like, there are, I think there's some movies. I know there's some comic books that are bonus borrows. There's a little bit of everything. Yeah, that's nice. Because once again, we were watching Miss um, Fisher, Miss <laughs> Fisher's yes. Murder Mysteries, and um, we splurged on two episodes. So that was two borrows. And I'm thinking, oh no, oh, yeah. I better be careful. <laughs> yeah. But, um, and we know there are um, there are two or ten borrows anyway, as opposed to the eight we had. But still, yes, you they, know, we upped it. You got to kind of budget. To 10. But yeah, take advantage of those extra borrows while we while we can okay so that is our news as far as i know i don't have anything else do you i i don't think so i think that was it all right and so then um we will get into this interview with mac in a few seconds okay we're back so i wanted to ask what do you think mac that libraries you know what do you think libraries do for the wider world where are we headed mm. well just a, I, I, yeah. yeah i know let's just take it in pieces <laughs> what else can we talk about just Jeez. one quick question <laughs> you know let's focus on you know what we're doing uh, right and what we kind of covered what actually, we're doing it's, right it's now not that but... hard. honestly i i i think that uh um what libraries do whether it's 1950 or or 2050 is is, is build community um, it, it draws people together. It, it creates a, a common sense. I mean, I, I tell people all the time, this is your library. I mean, it's not, it doesn't belong right. to those, those of us who work there, who run it. it. It really truly does belong to the public. It's, it's, uh, it's a radical idea born at a time mm -hmm. when, when uh, people didn't have access to things as simple as books. Yeah, and, and while books are ubiquitous now and relatively cheap to get, they're still out of reach for some for some folks, but you know, more importantly, there's just so much out there um, that can help people uh, better their lives or help them cope through tough situations or just having right. somebody to and, talk to. And, right. And how many, I have to interrupt though, how many places like that? I mean, there are places to have this, right? But how many of them are free and available to everybody? I mean, everybody. Absolutely. And, you know, and frankly, that's even. I, I always think of public libraries as a radical idea. I mean, the idea that simply by being a member of a community, you have access to a world of knowledge, right? And it's even more radical today. I mean, mm -hmm. you, yeah, you can access free news on, on, on TV, um, which, you know, I, I guess I have some biases against that. Um, being, <laughs> yeah. an old, being an old print guy. Uh, or social media, um, which, as we just talked about, is just can be a, a source of great information, but it can be a source of a lot of misinformation. But if you want, it's like a minefield. Yeah, but if you want, a lot of times, if you want really good information or, or uh, access to content, you have to pay a premium for it. Um, the library right. removes that. Um, the library um, gives gives you that access and 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 and, and guards that for you fiercely. I think where libraries are going, um, and I think we are all going in this direction, but this, I think, expedites it exponentially. Two big words mm -hmm. right there. Um, is that we need to figure out ways to take the library experience where people are. 
Um, you know, yes. the old bricks and mortar, and this isn't this is not unique to library land. This is what the entire uh, business community is going through. The the old bricks and mortar places don't quite have the draw that they used, and and you know, people just engage differently. And I think there will always going to be a place for the libraries and sanctuary that 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 place that holds holds this 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 precious resource. But I think finding ways to go where people are, you know, and so the story times. I I, mm -hmm. I love these so much that I see, um, you know, what you're doing, Alicia, with your story time, what Tanisha's doing. I, I see these things continuing. Oh, definitely. Um, I know. I, I know how much they're appreciated now. It's 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 really amazing. Um, but the the yoga classes, for example, uh, you know, those are those were getting really good followings. Now maybe. Maybe people will be less inclined to do that when they can do it in person because it is more fun to do it in person. Um, some people some might. Some people might think that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You should, uh, when you get a chance. Um, I had I just posted on uh, Facebook this whole thing about introverts versus extroverts in this time, and uh, I get into that a little bit. So you know, I just, I just, you know, honest, obviously, we all wish wasn't happening um people are suffering uh, as a result of this but right. it is forcing us to um i think in a, in a really healthy way think about the the intrinsic value of what we do and and thinking about ways that people don't have to be deprived of that simply because of their inability to get out of the house um you know and and that's what a library is for it, it helps you know, and it builds community. And you know, just just reading the feedback that we're getting um, from these live Facebook events and uh, seeing how much people really appreciate it. You know, I, I see those heart emojis floating up all the time. Um, you know, that that's just a great source of comfort for folks. And uh, I'm really I'm really glad to be able to engage in this way in this difficult time um, because everybody, you know, I just really want to be helpful. Want to be useful to folks, right. and uh, has has anyone reached out and, and suggested different Facebook Live events? Who you know, maybe want to? I don't know. Has anybody done that? Um, nothing's coming to to mind immediately. I mean, I have had suggestions for things to read, <laughs> and uh -huh. and uh, I have one. I have one user. Uh, she's the one that suggested the Grim Fairy Tales and. And she has a whole bunch of that ilk that she'd like me. She wants a thousand and one nights. Oh wow! Which, you know, I'd be interested in. I'd be interested in, except that I haven't found a story there that really fit in the format. But maybe the one this, and I'll come across that. But and maybe one that doesn't take a thousand and one exactly, nights to read exactly. would be helpful. So yeah. you know, um, um, but I think that you know what I'm breaking in. This probably would be a good time for people to. Um, Send in their own suggestions yeah. because you know we're always wanting people to give feedback to us. And if something occurs to uh, someone else, you know, send it on in. The way to do that, remember the button, the send yeah. message button, or you know, Facebook message us. You know, we'll Absolutely. put it up there. Yeah. No, that's Sorry. great. Yeah, always the more the more feedback <laughs> and interaction get, the better. And that's actually this is all new to us. And Facebook Live has been great. Um, I wonder if there are better ways to. Uh, to do that but you know we'll just we'll investigate it and learn as we go but the more interactivity we can right. build in i think is what we really want to achieve we want to say thanks to mac for that uh we will have him on periodically it's always nice to have his uh point of view and we'll be back with some feedback Oh, we did get some listener feedback this time. There is a message from Christine, so let's listen to that. Just wanted to say I found the app in um, the podcast, and um, it's pretty cool. I'm very excited. Thank you. Thanks to Christine for that message. We always get excited when we have a new voicemail. And then it looks like we also had an Instagram message from one of our listeners. And it was from Elizabeth. And she wrote, great job to all three of you. So that must be our last podcast with Mac. I put Jim Gaffigan on my audio list. 
That was you, wasn't it, Amy, that suggested Jim Gaffigan? Yeah, I listened to the Jim Gaffigan uh, audio book on uh, Freegal. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I mean, yeah, that's like yeah. real world. Someone found something because I pointed it out. Cool. That's awesome. Yeah, I like that. And love the messages. Keep them coming. Yes, please. We would love to hear from you. Uh, until next time, uh, stay safe, stay healthy. And thanks so much for listening to this episode of Willard Unbound. Your hosts and content creators were Amy Whitsky and Alicia Doherty. And uh, we'll have a new episode coming out soon. Um, You can look for that on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram, and also um, our website, willardlibrary.org. And don't forget, I can't say this enough, leave a message for us, send us a message to the social uh, media networks, and we'll talk to you next time. See, we should be recording this. This Oh, we are recording, actually, right now. the scenes of Willard Library. While we are still a library with books and all the things that people come to expect when they walk in the door, we recognize that the world is becoming more and more digitally focused. We want you to know that we are right there in step with that. On this podcast, we're going to give you a chance to get to know the staff who work hard to keep you connected. We'll make recommendations to each other and open it up to listeners so that they can share their recommendations, things that they like to read, things that they are listening to, services they're using. Also, we're going to share all the new things that are happening at Willard and sometimes library in general. Enjoy the podcast. Alicia, do we have contents today or are we just going to wing it? I I think we're just going to wing it. <laughs> How does that sound? Yeah. I mean, we'll of course we'll have our uh our talk <sighs> how things are going and then yeah. uh maybe we'll just talk about so I wanted to talk about rocket languages at some point. Okay. And then we'll talk to Melissa later, Melissa McPherson who is a reference librarian with Willard. Yeah, I'm excited. Yeah. I'm excited to talk to her. Well, how's your week been going? How has my week I trust all of your appliances are in good working order. They are, and I'm a little nervous. Oh, because the shoe's got to drop? The other shoe? Yeah. (laughs) The the fifth shoe or whatever shoe we're on now (laughs) is going to drop at some point. Yeah, everything's working right now. My check engine light was on the other day for two days, and I was like, oh, gosh, here it is. But then it went off, so I'm going to ignore that. Mm. Yeah, everything seems to be working. We started digging out part of our yard to double the size of our patio last weekend. Oh, wow. Yeah, I'm excited about it because I guess I figure, you know, we're home for the foreseeable future so we might as well make it as comfortable as we can yeah did you wait for the big heat wave before you started that outdoor project yeah Uh yep we started last sunday saturday sunday when it was like very hot yeah Um, i think saturday was pretty nice i think it was sunday that was pretty warm it's Mm -hmm. just so humid yeah even now even yeah it's not as hot but it's so And I haven't, I have to be honest, we haven't done any work on it during the week this week because my husband's back to work and then it has been so humid and there's been these little rainstorms popping Mm -hmm. up like there is right now. So we haven't finished that. But one thing I wanted to talk about was the program last night. It was so good. We are talking about our gardening program. Yes, I watched it live. So if whoever is listening, if you weren't able to see it live, I believe it is still up on our Facebook page and it's on our YouTube channel. Yep. But yeah, I sat at the kitchen table and watched it live and I'm really excited because I have tried to do a garden once before and I really sucked at it. Yeah, I know him, yeah. but it's like, how come I didn't know any of the stuff you're talking about before? Yeah. And how, now I know why I never could grow tomatoes. You I know. know, I had no idea you needed to water them every day. Me I neither. feel very stupid. <laughs> well, I mean, oh, it's not dry. Okay, we're good. You know? Right. So I'm excited. And my husband was like, you had your chance. You <gasps> killed everything. I'm like, no, 
That's not how this works. I'm going to just, I already have all of the pots. Yep. Uh, it's happening. So I'm going to just get a couple of plants and we're going to, we're going to try again, especially now that I'm going to have this nice big patio. Mm-hmm. So I'm very excited, but it was, he did such a good job. It was very easy to understand. It wasn't overwhelming yeah. because if you're new to it, like me, there's too much information and it can be sort of overwhelming. And like using, he used paper instead of the weed barrier. Yeah, like expensive which I plastic thought was a really stuff. Good idea. Yeah. Yeah. It's and like, it'll just decompose. Yeah, use what you have. Yes. I'm excited. I'm excited to try again. Hopefully I'll have some tomatoes. I can hopefully I'll have I can at least make salsa, if nothing else. Yes. I think that that's what he might have been thinking of when well what's in salsa? Tomatoes yeah, and was, peppers. Onions. He didn't yeah. do onions, but the jalapeno. Yeah. I yeah. think that's what's in it. Yeah, I, I think um, I'm a little biased, of course, um, but yeah, I say watch because it was good. absolutely. It was very, very informative, and it was entertaining. And okay, so as long as we're talking about programs, this is supposed to be our check-in, but whatever, we'll do what we do. What we, we do what we want. We're just yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, Library programs that are coming up, I just heard about, um, was reminded of the, um, it's called, what, Battle Creek View, V-I-E-W, right? View, or is it V-E-I? V-I-E. I before you accept it. View is (laughs) I-E. I can't spell out loud as easily as I can just write it down. But anyway... Okay, so Battle Creek Views, I am looking at it right now, um, you can get our event calendar on the face our Facebook page. Yeah. And this is something I found on Facebook. Um, it's an online event. And it says, hearing from people who played a major role in Battle Creek's history will make this interview series an invaluable resource to those wanting to uncover Battle Creek's story. And um, Jim Richmond, That's with his deep community knowledge, is the perfect moderator to lead this conversation about where we've been and where we're going. Interesting. Yeah, that so, sounds really interesting. Yeah, it's Wednesdays. So there's one on the 28th. So this is going to come out after the 28th. But there's another one on June 3rd, 7 p.m. to 7.30. So you just go to – it's Willard's Facebook page, events. right? Yeah. Yeah. Go to our events on the Facebook Yeah, that sounds kind of interesting. It um, does sound really interesting. And that's kind of perfect because um, later Melissa's going to talk about genealogy, so it yeah. would fit kind of in there. Keep an eye on our Facebook page if you have children. We are finalizing plans for summer reading, so that should be out pretty soon. And we have some, some fun activities and story times planned, all virtual, but keep an eye out for that. Yeah, the what comedy was... show's coming up. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That is, so on June 8th. It is a Monday, I believe. Um, we are kicking off summer reading with a comedy and magic show with Cameron Zavara, who has been here a couple times before. He's amazing. And normally we have a big summer reading kickoff out at the branch, and it's huge. And we have all different stations. We bring in a bunch of community partners. We have a DJ and a dance party. Wow. And it's really fun. And that's the first day that you can normally pick up all your materials for summer reading. This year, it's all going virtual. So um, Cameron's going to kick it off for us on the 8th. Pretty cool. You do have to get something about tickets, right? You have to register. It's a Zoom program, so you have to register ahead of time. The link should be right in the event information on our Facebook page or our website. You just click on the link, you register, and then it sends you an email with a link to the Zoom meeting and a password to get in on that okay. night. Yeah, so just to be clear, it's not on Facebook Live. It's not on our YouTube page. It's, right. um, it's a, Zoom, a meeting. Zoom meeting. And once you register, um, you'll get the key to get in. Yes, and you only have to register. Like, you don't have to register every person. You just register your family to okay. watch it on a device. So that should be cool. Yeah, sounds um, good. Isn't there something coming up with Mac? The COVID-19 about... stories, or what are we calling oh, it? Oh, yeah, that's what it is. Well, go to our webpage, because it's... Um, I'm looking right now. So we did mention very briefly last time. Just get in there real quick. Yeah. Okay, so if you go to our website, right on the main page, the, that tile that slides... You can yeah. find um, what's called Memories of the 2020 Pandemic. 
Willard Library Memories of the 2020 Pandemic. And if you click on that, it'll take you right to the, the link. In case that ever goes, it's um, also going to be under local history. So if you bring up the menu, you'll find the local history thing. But here's the blurb. COVID-19 has affected each and every one of us in different ways. Please help us pre preserve our local history by sharing a picture representative of your experience or that of your family, as well as your story during the COVID-19 pandemic. Um, there are guidelines you need to follow, so you're definitely going to want to come on and read what those guidelines are. Um, so photo that we can put in our archive then. And then accompanied by a paragraph, right? A little paragraph, yeah. Yeah, if you're interested, check it out. It's going to live on. Yeah, this is this is a real moment in history, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you know, preserve it. usually, that was really loud, usually people don't realize they're living a moment in history until later, Afterwards. but I think we all know this is something. Yeah, absolutely. So we want to hear other people's stories. We want to hear how this has affected them. Yes. Because, um, you know, this is about Battle Creek, not just Willard Library. <laughs> There was an interesting post um, on our Facebook page about what literature like, oh. people <laughs> are reading. novels? Or no? Actual, like, quality <laughs> literature <laughs> that isn't going to bring you down too much. Yeah. Because it, it reminds me of what I've been thinking of lately. Because, you yeah. know, how we were talking about what we're reading. But I did actually make an effort to read something that was a little better. I read um, <laughs> little really better. quickly. Ann Tyler's book, Redhead by the Side of the Road. It was oh. different. I, yeah. I I spent most of the book trying to figure out, is this a story or is <laughs> this someone's diary? Oh, I mean, it wasn't, yeah. no, I make, no, that does not sell it. It was good because I, I really, I think I yeah. finished it in a single day and not because it's a, it's well, not like amazing. a novella, but yeah, right. it was, it was maybe a day and a half. I don't even know. It seemed like it was a day because I got done. I'm like, oh, when did I start reading this? <laughs> Um, no, it was interesting. Um, it's mostly about a man that. who lives alone. Um, he has a kind of particular way of living his life, um, real strict structured. And you kind of find out why, at least you think you find out why. And, um, just an unusual thing that kind of happens, yeah. but it's a really, um, it's not anything earth shattering. It's really just a human story that kind of pulled out of, if you like took a moment out of someone's life, you know, or maybe a few weeks, that's yeah. kind of a snapshot of that. So it was, it was an interesting that's read good. and it wasn't a real downer. And, yeah. but then I had time, sorry, I'm never saying no. then I had time because I was done reading that to read the family upstairs by Lisa Jewell. I don't know if anyone's read that or if you read that. I started it. I have read about half of it. Okay. And I was very, the whole first half of what I've read so far, I was like, I, I'm very confused. Yeah, I'm trying to remember now even so what I was confused. reading. Okay. Oh, yes, because it's told from, it's, it's, it's got several it's, different characters it follows. Yeah. Like storylines it's following. Yeah, there's a main narrator who is mm -hmm. one of the characters. And I don't know if you figure it out right away who it no, is. No, you don't. Because okay. like I said, I've, I'm about halfway through it and I was very confused yeah. as to what any of these things had to do with each other. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's good. It's very disturbing. It's okay. For, uh, I'll keep reading then. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yes. It's disturbing. You, you hooked me. Yeah. But it's, um, it's a page turner once you really get, well, is it? Yeah, I guess so. Once you really get in there, but you're halfway through and you're still... I am to the part where um, that family has moved in mm -hmm. and they're just kind of not leaving. At the same time, the woman had to go ask her ex-husband for help. I'm just very confused as to what those have to do with each other. And I'm hoping I, f I find out soon. Yeah, and it all does come together. Okay. Yeah. I'll keep reading then. Because I was like, am I missing something? No, I I, still I think you're supposed to be confused. Okay. I think that's the whole idea. Well, then I don't feel dumb, at least. No. I mean, you might be getting inklings as you go along, like, oh, wait a minute. Yeah. I think I get who this is. Like, I feel like the same character must yeah. 
be in both stories. I just don't know who it is. I don't know. I'll, I'll figure it yeah. out. I, I, yeah, I'll finish it because it it's good. I just took out, or I, I borrowed the bees because it was recommended by, who did I, I think I was reading like the New York Times something or other, and uh, it sounded really interesting. It was like, it's, it sounds like, and I haven't read a page of it yet, but it's going to be about um, a bee <laughs> who lives, Aww. he's considered like one of the cleaner bees, like he, that's yeah. what he does, or she, he, no, it's got to be a female because only the females do that. So if it if it ends up that it's a male, then I'm gonna not read it anymore because I'll just be so irritated that it's wrong. Yeah. Like when I oh the B movie, remember the B movie with, yes, Jerry I do with Jerry Seinfeld? I love Jerry Seinfeld, but I was irritated the entire time because a, a male bee will not do any of that stuff. They basically are just all they do is impregnate yeah. the queen, and that's that. Right. That's all they do. Have you watched his new Netflix special? Because he mentions Battle Creek. Does he really? No, I haven't. Yeah. I, you know, I have he, it in my list, but I have not watched it. He mentions, like, something about, I think, reading the cereal boxes or whatever and seeing, you know, Kellogg's is in Battle Creek and how he's always wanted to go there. And I just kept thinking, Jerry. Do it. You're Jerry Seinfeld. If you wanted to go anywhere, maybe not right this moment, but if you wanted to go anywhere in the world, you could. You, <laughs> we are going to invite him. You, Let's you do it. You have more money than... He has a lot of money. If he wanted to come here, he could. That's right. But maybe. But it was he... funny that he he mentioned Battle Creek. He does love cereal. I know that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think we need to start a a petition, like a campaign, to get him here. Yeah. I decided that we have some resources on our website that I don't use very often, and. I thought, let me see what this Rocket Languages thing is all about. Because in the library, we have all these like DVDs. Not DVDs. Do we have DVDs? We might. But mostly um, CDs. We do. We yeah, do. and other things to learn languages and books and whatever. But, yeah. I mean, first of all, you can't get to them. Second of all, this thing is right here. And I'm at home. I don't have any special access. And I'm able to use it. So... And it hasn't been opened up. It's always like that, I believe. You can use it from home. Yeah. So you yeah, just you have can. to have your library card number. And uh, sorry for those people listening that don't have one. You know, I really do feel sorry for you. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> but no. So I thought, okay, which one do I want to learn? Because, I mean, I'm looking at how many are here. 15 different languages you can learn, including wow. Russian, Portuguese, Korean, Italian, French. You know, all the usual suspects. Um, yeah. Hindi. I can't read this one because it's actually in the language. Um, it's written in uh, characters that I can't read. Um, Arabic. Yeah. But the one that I decided to learn is American Sign Language. Because in a couple jobs that I've had, I'm, and at the library, I've had a patron or a customer or whatever you want to call people um, who were deaf. And I felt awful that I had no way of communicating with um, this person without you know kind of writing letters to each other and yeah. it just it just to me feels like I should be able to talk to this person person yeah. to person so it's really hard <laughs> I bet <laughs> the first thing which I thought was kind of strange but now now that I like can sign it out I'm like oh that's not that hard but the first thing I learned how to sign was um, welcome to rocket languages so I can now say that oh. in sign language very badly <laughs> I'm sure useful yeah right <laughs> But I guess I could say welcome. You can say welcome. Yes. That's so cool that, that that's something that we have access to mm -hmm. that you can just pick up and attempt to learn. Yeah. I'm kind of wondering, is anybody out there listening? Has anybody used this before? Are they going to use it? I'd like to hear the experience. Because yeah, I know like my daughter, for instance, she's expressed interest in learning Russian. And she does a really good Russian accent, by the way. Uh, really? Yeah. We should have her on. <laughs> yeah, right. She um she's pretty good at accents. Um she's an actor though, so that's um, her thing. Yeah. But I'm terrible at accents, which oh, doesn't help too. in me learning a language. I don't attempt. So the only language I've ever I took Spanish in high school and then um through college. 
And while I was in college, we went to Germany. Of course. You go to Germany, but... <laughs> and I... It wasn't with Spanish. It was just happened to be while I was in college. But the only language other than English that I had any idea how to speak was Spanish. And so when they would try and teach me German words, it would always come out with this, like, weird, terrible pronunciation because I was so used to trying to speak in Spanish. Yes. And they were like, this is terrible. <laughs> Wait, who like, said this was terrible? The, the German people? Yeah. Oh, ouch. <laughs> yeah, they made fun of me a little bit. Because we were with a bunch of, of German, it's a long story, but we were with a bunch of German people. I was like, I can't spit it out like you can. Right. It's just, I did yeah. take a little German years ago, and I one thing I do appreciate about German is that it's very phonetic. So if you know how to say right. one word and use those letters, they're going to be the same. Yeah. You know, it's not like English where you can say a word five different ways, and it means English five different things. English is very confusing. Yes. Yeah. I just know that it... It was difficult for me. Yeah. But hey, maybe I'll try again. Maybe I'll pick Rocket Languages back up. Yeah, and I don't know, like, for for this one, for ASL, of course it has to be videos, because how else are you going to show people? Right. But I don't know how the other languages go. I don't know if those are videos. I imagine there's some combination, but I don't know. Yeah. I'll have to check it out. Yeah. I'll uh, I'll come back with a German phrase. Right. (laughs) With a weird accent. Yeah, I guess it's strange that people, they say people have accents with the ASL too, which is like, how, what, what yeah. do you mean by accent? Just right. the way you hold your finger, the way, what? It must be. How high you put your hand? I don't know how <laughs> that means. The way you move your hands, maybe? Mine's going to be inept accent. That's what mine's going to be. <laughs> it's child. Like, I can child almost like. tell what you're saying, but I don't quite, what? <laughs> yeah. It's just a little wrong. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Today we have a special guest, and her name is Melissa McPherson. What is your title, Melissa? Just adult reference librarian. Okay. Um, you work in the. You also work in the the main. I always want to call it the main branch, but it's not a branch. The I don't downtown. Even, the downtown, downtown location. location. <laughs> you see her at the branch a lot. You kind of split your time, right? Yep. Okay. So what is what is a normal day uh, in the building when we're open look like? you? I mostly do a lot of reference work and helping people and answering questions, guiding them to the right resources that they ask for, or helping with computer questions. Do you help buying books, help them with um, reader's advisory too at times? I do sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes the guests are better at reader's advisory for me. (laughs) I feel that way too, like for myself. I feel like uh, I need to expand my reading more to be able to uh, help people find other things to read. I shouldn't admit that, but no, okay. <laughs> well, I'll have to tell you when they asked me to do a little bit more with genealogy and local history, my all of a sudden my mom is like, ooh, I want to find my aunt. And ooh, I found this in my basement and this was so cool. So she, my mom has kept this diploma for a Leona Billington since they moved into a house in Battle Creek, maybe around 1966, 67, 68. And so I did a little digging in the first, using all of our resources because it's been, but one thing that I'm glad I'm doing is I like to see what's available from home because there's a lot of resources that we don't have access from home and that our guests don't. So I, I'm kind of glad I get to work on this during the stay at home so we can see what people have access and what they don't have access to from home. So I went through our old newspapers because we do have access to the older newspapers. Using the year on the diploma, 1921, I found some articles about her that she played music and an interesting article that I pulled up and saved because you can send the articles to your email. Um, They were having a party for her and she was going away and she received, I think it was a curling iron, an electric oh, curling iron. Wow. So I thought that was, well, well she, back in 1922. That is pretty <laughs> that was amazing. amazing. Yeah. So that was interesting. But going from there, 
you know, I found her yearbook photo, found a couple of articles. So then I had a chance to go through some of our, our ancestry database. And that gave me some information when she married. I believe I found her death date. And I was able to find an obituary on a website, resources used in the Library of Michigan website. Oh, wow. I never think about going there. I don't know why. Yeah. Now, did she die in Battle Creek? I don't think so. Um, The obituary that I found was out of Novi, Michigan, and it was a very short obituary. But the great thing about using all these resources is that they're so easy to use. So I was able to email a bunch of stuff to myself, and then I'm just going to maybe print it out and keep it with a diploma. Um, oh, yeah. So whoever comes forward, they can have all that. Right. Yeah. Did the obituary list her dis- uh, survivors? Her s- um, it did. <laughs> it did. But I think finding dead people is easier. Oh. Finding <laughs> yeah. People who are alive or have a little more privacy issue. <laughs> right. Right. Which I completely understand. I believe it was Ancestry. No, Family Search website, which is another great site that users have access to and there's a link off of our webpage. I was able to find a couple of email addresses of people who had posted information and it was a little dated. I think the last posting made was 2008, but I've tried to send a couple emails to I think two different you know people to say this is where I found you. <laughs> I don't want to stalk you, but right. I have this in my possession. Yeah. It's been so cool to use our different resources, see what we have available from home and, you know, do a little digging on different That yeah. is really cool. I like that you're using it for something that you don't normally think to use it for. You know, most people are trying to find their family connections and you're like, here, I'm going to be a detective. Try to get this thing back to people who it belongs to. Right. And learn and practice our stuff, too. Right. So other than that, what have you been doing at home? Um, if you don't mind sharing. <laughs> <laughs> if you're like me, you're bored. No, doing nothing. Right. No, I walk a lot. Um, it's been great to get out and get to know my neighborhood. I've met some neighbors, which is nice. Isn't that funny? I mean, well, it is. Have you been there a little while? <laughs> I won't ask how long, but... um, About three years. Yeah. I know my immediate neighbors, but people like down the street that have some pretty cool gardens. Oh, so yeah. I help my grandparents, which is probably why I've really liked the genealogy part of this. They're 93 years old, so I have been going to the store and taking care of them. Oh, that's nice. It's hard because I do drop-offs on their porch. Yeah, you don't go <laughs> yeah. in and... That's hard, isn't it, to not be able to hug them? And... Oh, my sweet little grandma thinks I'm mad at her, and I have to tell her every time, I'm not mad, I'm not mad, I'm keeping you safe. Right. Oh. It's nicer out, I can sit on the porch with them. We, yeah, we sit outside, yeah. and it's that's been nice. Did you guys see the, maybe, I don't know if I mentioned this before, the Mel Brooks and his son video? It was early on on Twitter, and I think it's Max. I think his Mel Brooks' son is named Max, and he mm-hmm. went over to Mel's house. Like, I'm on a first-name basis with Mel Brooks. Anyway, <laughs> he went over to his house, and they were talking to each other through the the sliding glass door, and they didn't open it. Max was basically just saying, I'm just trying to keep my dad safe by keeping my distance, you know, and this is how he's doing it. And he's like, I don't want to be responsible for basically eliminating this national treasure, you know what I mean? And the other older, you know, old time comedians that are still, you know, kicking around. So I thought that was kind of funny, but that's what that reminds me of you going to your, your grandparents' house, being social, but not social. Right. (laughs) Yeah. What else did we want to ask her, Alicia? Let's see. Have you been watching or reading or listening to anything interesting that you'd want to share? Yeah, we always beg people for recommendations because yeah. uh, we get bored with our own taste. Absolutely. <laughs> I can only talk about the same movie for so long. That's <laughs> true. I have tried not to watch TV, and, and I'm doing that purposely. You know, everyone says I'm not watching TV to avoid the news, um, but I didn't want to, like, sit around all day and watch TV. So yeah. I don't watch much. I've caught some Animal Planet shows. <laughs> That's feel-good um, stuff, right? Yeah, I miss Finder Park Zoo. I'm a big zoo fan. So I found some like Animal Planet behind the zoo or Secrets of the Zoo shows. And isn't Finder Park Zoo doing some videos too for us? I think live, some live feeds. Live feeds. Okay, are you falling into the trap of bettering yourself 
or not bettering yourself. I mean, I guess learning how to use genealogy stuff is bettering yourself because you're stretching your mind. But you know what I'm saying? Um, I've been doing a lot of cleaning, just, you know, cleaning out my closets and extra cleaning that I never, I mean, I clean a lot anyway, but just a lot of weeding out stuff. But I spend a lot of time with my mom too. I've been around her the whole time. So we feel pretty and she lives out out of town so I've spent a lot of time with her and she made a comment I hardly see you when you're working (laughs) (laughs) right oh yeah but now now I've spent some evenings and weekend time with her and helping her that it made me realize I need to make more time for what seems like the silly stuff yeah. Yeah. I think a lot of people are talking about that, how with all the tragedy and the negative parts of this, and the one positive we can take from this is a different way to live that may be more beneficial to us as far yeah. as the way we treat the world, the way we treat each other, if we want. I see that in what you're doing. I miss helping our library guests, and I'm finding that that's the part of my job that I like is interacting, being sure that our guests get the information that they're looking for. Yeah. Um, so I've realized that the last couple months that the important part about what we do, that we're offering the right services and the right programs and mm-hmm. the right information. Yeah, I think that's a common theme. Like everybody feels that way. Yeah, absolutely. Everyone, I think everyone we've talked to, including us, has said that, that we, yeah. you know, this is like a, it's been a challenge. And I think as a library, we've risen to the challenge, but I think we all are missing that face-to-face conversation with people. And there are just some things you can't get over the internet. Exactly. And there are some people that can't get the internet and there are some people that needed to come into the building and use the things we, we provided. And yeah, that's what we really need to be able to get back to doing serving the people who aren't digitally connected. So during my genealogy research, I was thinking about all that because I've also looked at what resources do you have available that, what if you don't have a computer or a way to look things up? Mm -hmm. So I bought a book called The Family Toolkit, which has been a really good read. Don't we have that in the library too? We do. Okay. Um, I didn't have access to it, so I bought my own. Which is now has post-it notes all over. Above and beyond. Um, so I did that. And I also went to, I, talk, I talked to my grandparents and I talked to my mom who, you know, gave me some information about their family. And surprisingly, they had information, you know, books and binders and clippings and different information. So talking to them and seeing all that, I think that's a resource that you don't need the internet for. So, so the it, family toolkit it, it kind of guides you into what to look for that you might already mm-hmm. have or yep. have access to. Is that the idea? Yeah, but it's a print resource that you can look at mm-hmm. and you know get different ideas. So, and again, you know, remember talking to your grandparents and talking to your family is a good resource that you don't need the internet for. Yes. So. Where would you recommend? Where would you? Where do you start? Like if you're new to genealogy and you, it all seems a little bit overwhelming to you. Like what information do you, should you start with? Does that make sense? Yeah, I would, for me to get started by talking to your family, luckily my, my grandma had, um, we, we call them the reunion books that had a lot of, <laughs> yeah, because I inherited, because all my sisters were like, give it to Missy's, she's a librarian. Oh, <laughs> so, oh you're yeah, like, oh, great. <laughs> Yeah, somehow got that. And at the time, it was like, why am I going home with this stuff? And then now it's like, oh, my gosh, this is a treasure. This is awesome. Um, Look at that kind of stuff. You know, kind of if you have some dates, I think that's a great thing to start with. And and I think the Ancestry database and the Family Search, if you take the time to look, I think you'd be surprised at what you find. Mm Yeah. Um, and both of them had really good instructions on how to get started, which was very valuable. Family Search has some webinars to, that you can watch, walk through different tools on what they have. And sometimes you know, I've been using both and one thing leads to another and you get some tips to go to another database that we have access to, find right. a grave. Right. We have I a ton. I mean, we went through it one day. How many, like? eight, 10 different sites just linked from our page. Yeah. There are some that you don't even have to have an account, right? Or am I wrong about that? Correct. Correct. Some things you don't, most of them, you don't need an account. 
Family Search has been the one that I've used the most for instruction. Um, and they, you, you can set up an account, but there's good reasons to set up an account and it's been free of charge. That's nice. Because normally a lot of that information, if you don't, if you didn't have access to it through the library, I mean, it, it costs money normally, doesn't it? Like Ancestry. Ancestry is free to library users. It's a library right. edition. I think there's another edition that you might get a little bit more, but I'm not sure of the difference. But right now, you have at, our guests have access to that from home, and typically it's only right. used in the library. So that's been a big advantage for our library guests. Yeah, thank you. You're welcome. And thank you're you. So I would ask... I would ask you guys questions, but I know just about everything because I've been listening to your podcast. <laughs> oh, gosh. You know too much. I do. How's your water? <laughs> How's your water? It's it's flowing. It's good. You How's have it, right? Yeah. Again, thank you. We really enjoyed thank talking you. to you. And we learned, I think I learned a lot. Yeah. If, yeah, if people have, too. if your users have questions, please feel free to drop an email to the information desk and I'm sure they'll send it along to me and I can try to help as much as I can. Sounds good. Well, thank you. Thank you. Have All a right. good day, you guys. All right. You too. Bye. Okay. Well, we want to thank Melissa once again for talking to us. It was great having her on. I learned a lot about genealogy. And as always, we invite uh, listeners to share recommendations, especially books, but whatever. Well, thank you all for hanging out with us today. And until next time, stay safe, stay home, and we hope to see you all soon. All right. Have a good week. Bye. Bye. Yes. That'll do. That'll do, Alicia. That'll do.